Ariana. How are you doing? Thank you, Ruby. I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? I'm doing good too. I'm doing good too. It's exciting. Here we are with another wrap up of the month that we've just had. So I'm looking forward to going through December 2021 with you and talking about what you may have missed. Me too. Let's get started. So we'll begin in Africa. Uh, In the Democratic Republic of Congo, Ugandan troops have joined government forces in the DRC in order to coordinate attacks on the Allied Democratic Forces. That's an extremist group that's responsible for the slaughter of civilians. In Mali, jihadist militants opened fire on a bus transporting civilians, including women and children, killing over 30 passengers. In the Gambia, President Adama Barrow has won a second term with a comfortable margin of 53%. Opponents, however, are disputing the results. In Burkina Faso, President Roch Kabore has fired Prime Minister Christopher Deba in the wake of street protests at the country's deteriorating security situation. In Egypt, Allah Abdel Fattah, a political activist and a leading figure in the 2011 revolution, has been sentenced to five years in jail by an Egyptian court. Two other activists were also given four years each. In Nigeria, authorities have reported that armed cattle thieves slaughtered 38 people in three separate attacks in the northern Kaduna state. In South Africa, the Premier of the Eastern Cape Province, Oscar Mubayen, has called for those responsible for the deaths of 23 Hosea teenagers who succumbed to dehydration or sepsis from circumcision linked to an initiation ceremony are to be charged with murder. Many youths die during the rite, while many more end up having to undergo penal amputation. What an awful thing to do. Uh, we have written extensively about why circumcision is child abused and uh, on, on Alliance website. You can find a link to this article in the show notes. Yes, it's by Adrian Liberto and the title is uh, It's Not Just a Snip. In South Africa, Nobel Peace Prize laureate Archbishop Desmond Tutu has died aged 90. He was a veteran of South Africa's struggle against white minority rule and never shied from reminding world leaders of their responsibilities. In Libya, the bodies of 27 migrants have washed up on the coast, although the exact number of those who drowned is not yet known. Let's move to Americas. In Honduras, leftist opposition candidate Xiomara Castro has emerged as the winner of the presidential election held on Sunday. She will become the first female leader of the country. In the USA, there are virtual talks between the US and Russia that have left Russian President Vladimir Putin with his starkest warning yet. The US have made it clear that they would not stand by and watch Russia invade Ukraine. The threat came following Russia's amassing of troops along its border with Ukraine in what is interpreted as a prelude to a full invasion. In Chile, Congress approved a bill to legalise same-sex marriage. The law will enable same-sex married couples to adopt children. It's great progress, actually. Very much so. In Mexico, 55 people have been killed, while many more have been injured after a truck packed with migrants crashed into southern Mexico. Tragic. In the United States, deadly tornadoes referred to as one of the largest tornado outbreaks in US history ripped through several, several states, causing massive destruction and scores of fatalities. Kentucky was particularly badly hit. In Haiti, over 70 people have died after a fuel tanker crashed in the city of Cape Haiti and then exploded as people were trying to gather leaking fuel. In the United States, professor, author and activist Bell Hooks, pen name of Gloria Jean Watkins, has died of kidney failure aged 69. 
Going back to Haiti, the 12 remaining hostages that had been kidnapped two months ago have been freed. Authorities have not disclosed whether a ransom has been paid. In Chile, leftist Gabriel Boric has comfortably defeated his far-right rival and will become the country's youngest president. Now we're going to move on to Europe and uh, beginning in Germany. Olaf Scholz has succeeded Angela Merkel as chancellor after her prestigious 16-year tenure. Yes, I'm, I'm, I think I can speak safely on behalf of everyone that, to say that she will be sorely missed. In the United Kingdom, Steve Bronski, a founding member of the spectacular trio band Bronski Beat, has died aged 61. Do you know this band, Bronski Beat? I don't, no. I, actually... I don't. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no, I don't, but I feel like I, I should. I should definitely listen to them now. In Italy, Lina Wertmuller, the Italian film director and screenwriter, has died in Rome, age 93. Wertmuller is only one of two female directors to have ever received an Academy Honorary Award. In the UK, a court in London has ruled that WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange can now be extradited to the United States to face treason charges. A previous ruling had blocked extradition on the grounds that he could have become a suicide risk if transferred to the United States. Mm, that's interesting. I wonder what specifically changed um, that led to the change in the ruling. In Belarus, opposition leader Sergei Tikhanovsky has been sentenced to 18 years in prison in a sham trial. Speaking from her exile in Lithuania, his partner Svetlana Tikhanovskaya has vowed to continue the battle against the dictatorship. French and UK authorities are being sued by Utopia 56, an NGO, for manslaughter in relation to the 27 migrants who drawn on the 24th of last month as they were trying to cross from Calais to England. Despite having received distress calls, both, both, both authorities just kept batting responsibility across the channel until a fishing vessel reported dead bodies in the water. Women and children were among the victims. What a horror. In Asia, beginning with Iraq, a court in Frankfurt, Germany, has sentenced Taha al-Jumaili, a former member of the Islamic State in Iraq, to life in prison for committing genocide against the minority Yazidi community. In China, the Women's Tennis Association has halted events in China over concerns for the safety of tennis player Peng Shui. Peng had disappeared for about two weeks after having accused a government official of sexual abuse in November. I heard of this case and it did disturb me. I wonder if this will stay a mystery for long. Yes, I think we'll soon find out. Mm -hmm. In Indonesia, dozens of people are feared to have died following the eruption of Mount Sermeru on the island of Java. Thousands are having to abandon their homes, which are threatened by lava and hot ash. In Myanmar, Aung San Suu Kyi has been sentenced to four years in prison by a military court for incitement of and breaking COVID restrictions. The 76-year-old, who was overthrown by the army in February, faces several more cases levelled against her by the regime. Meanwhile, the security forces are continuing to slaughter unarmed protesters. In India, the country's chief of defence, General Bipin Rawat, and his wife have died in a helicopter crash in the southern state of Tamil Nadu. Eleven other people have also died in the crash, and the cause is still being investigated. In the Philippines, Super Typhoon Rai has made landfall, causing massive devastation and loss of life. In Japan, 27 people have died in a fire in a commercial building housing a mental health clinic in Osaka. The police suspect arson as the man in his 60s was seen spilling an identified liquid just before the blaze. In the Philippines, as the body count continues, the death toll from last week's typhoon is approaching 400. Thousands of people are still 
unaccounted for. In Hong Kong, pro-Beijing candidates have won the Legislative Council election after a record low turnout. Genuine opposition candidates were barred from running. I suppose from now on, well, we soon have to refer to Hong Kong as China, eh? Yes, I, um, China in brackets. China in brackets. In China, in a spectacular bold face that serves to highlight how sinister she is, China is becoming, tennis champion Peng Shui, who had disappeared for 18 days after having claimed she was sexually assaulted by Zhang Gaoli, a top government official, is now denying that she had said anything at all. Oh, how the plot thickens. Um, yeah, I wouldn't call that a conclusion, really. No, hardly is anything, really. It's more like putting a plaster. So back to Hong Kong, brackets, China. A monument to the 1989 victims of Tiananmen Square massacre was removed from a university in a further crackdown on the territory's freedoms. In Bangladesh, about 40 people have died and 70 have been injured as a packed night ferry caught fire in the south of the country. That's awful. In Oceania, beginning in the Solomon Islands, Prime Minister Manasseh Sugavare has survived a no-confidence vote following the unrest that is linked to his ditching of Taiwan in favour of China. At least four people died in the riots and New Zealand had to send troops to help quell the clashes. In New Caledonia, residents of the Pacific Territory have voted to remain part of France in a third and final referendum of the consultation period, with 96.49% in favour of remaining part of France. Many separatists, however, boycotted the vote. And our final point for what you may have missed is in regards to NATO. At a meeting of NATO foreign ministers in Latvia's capital Riga on Tuesday and Wednesday, this was in the first week of December, Secretary General Stoltenberg warned that Russian aggression against Ukraine would, quote, come at a high price. Tension is mounting because Russia is amassing its troops at the border with Ukraine. And that's all the news for December. Yeah, that's everything that you might have missed. You remember last month we discussed the possibility of including some positive news in our uh, what you may have missed coverage. I love that idea, yes. Well, here's some good news. We will be shortlisting uh, some of our extraordinary scientific achievements in 2021 in this month's Gordian. So make sure you tune into this month's magazine to read our coverage. Well, if we have to say the most positive, if I had to say the most positive scientific achievement of this year, I suppose it has to be the COVID vaccines. It is indeed the COVID vaccine. That has to be up there. Thank you for listening to us in 2021. Um, so we will speak to you again uh, in January for the first What You May Have Missed of 2022. Uh, we wish you a happy new year. And uh, we hope the new year will, will bring peace and abundance. Yeah. Take good care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Take care, everyone. And um, see you next month. Bye bye.